The LA Rams are heading to Cincinnati still as two and a half point dogs, even with Joe Burrow expected to be a game time decision. The total is set at 43 and a half. This is showdown coverage brought to you by sharpfootballanalysis.com. And before we head over to DraftKings, we want to remind you that you can access all of our fantasy content, including insights, props, worksheets, and more by taking advantage of our fantasy package available on the Sharp Football website. Right now, we're running a special offer for listeners, code ANGLES, for 15% off any fantasy packages. The 15% discount also extends to every package site-wide, including our props package that went 13 13 and 5 in week 2. Check it out in the podcast description or use the code angles during checkout to purchase your subscription. Let's head on over to DraftKings and talk about this slate. We've got uh, basically two slates to talk about whether Joe Burrow is going to be in or Joe Burrow is going to be out, so we're going to have to be quick with this one. So Joe Burrow's got the um the calf injury that he's been dealing with and just has not looked himself through the first two weeks. Um, the, the offense has been abysmal. One of the games was in a, a storm, so it was tough to tell if week one was just kind of a dud and then week two confirmed, yes, Joe Burrow is not healthy. He's not playing as himself. The offense is not um, clicking. So Joe Burrow is at 11,400. They are the home favorite, so usually we would be gravitating towards that team, towards that offense. But in this game, I'm all in on the the Rams, and I I don't bet often, but if I were betting, I would also be taking the Rams with points. Well, I would take the Rams' money line um, if I I were going to be a betting man for this game. So Joe Burrow at 11,400 is just a little bit too expensive when he just is clearly not not right. Uh, There's no indication to give that – He's going to bounce back in any way. There's been no positive buzz uh, this week. So unless the unless the team is just holding the cards very, very tight to their chest and basically making up that Joe Burrow is having trouble with his calf, um, I don't see any reason to invest in he or the Cincinnati offense. And if you had Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell being projected for more points than T. Higgins and um Jamar Chase on your 2023 bingo card. I think that you have already won because that is the case already here in week three. So Puka Nakua is questionable. He's being projected as in. He broke the all-time NFL record for targets and receptions through his first two games. And Tutu Atwell has been a quality starter as well with Cooper Cup out injured uh, on injury reserve with the hamstring injury. So as crazy as it may seem, it's actually this LA Rams offense that's firing on all cylinders. And they looked very good in their first two games. Um, Obviously, they run into the 49ers in week two. That's going to be tough for anybody. 49ers have a a chance to be the best team in the NFL this season. So it's it's no no shame there that uh, the Rams couldn't get it done against the 49ers. But they look good. I mean, Puka Nakua at 10,000 is too cheap. We're getting basically, this feels insane to say, um, I can't believe that I'm saying it, but Puka Nakua was basically Cooper Cup through the first two weeks. And uh, so getting Cooper Cup at 10000 is absolutely insane. Uh, Cooper Cup was like a $12,800 player when healthy. So unless the first two weeks were just a total fluke, which I do not believe that is uh, that is going to be the case, then Puka Nakua is just an insane 
insane play at 10,000. He's going to be extremely popular, of course, um, but that's just going to come with the territory at, at 10,000 with a close to 30% market share. Yeah, he, I mean, he's going to have to find his way into your lineup. So what we can do is we can overstack the Rams, which is probably what I'm going to lean into. Uh, this game is going to feel like a three-by-three three heavy kind of day. And so we'll go 4-2 with the Rams. We'll go actually 2-4 with the Rams. We'll go 1-5 with the Rams, things like that. So Matthew Stafford at 10200 just that's very fair, the very fair price for him. And he's who we're going to have to stack around for this slate. Kyron Williams um, already handled 100% of the touches in uh, week two, which is, uh, you know, a, a road mark uh, for a lot of running backs to hit or um, to hit that 100% mark and he is only 9,000 and Cam Akers got shipped off to Minnesota. So Kyron Williams as a true workhorse back with a receiving role at 9,000 is also um, sticks with the theme of being egregious, right? Because we're talking about Puka Nakua, Tutu Atwell, Kyron Williams, and all of them are incredible fantasy plays. And it feels like we're living in the matrix. But if you just approach this slate as if you're talking about like an incredible offense with um, quality weapons. I mean, frankly, if you just pretend that Puka Nakua, Tutu Atwell, and Kyron Williams are instead Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Joe Mixon, it makes a ton of sense, right? So uh, on this slate, we're uh, we're in the upside down here. So T. Higgins at 8,600. It's just going to be hard to get to T. Higgins um, or, or uh, Joe Mixon when Kyron Williams is sitting right there at 9,000. Kyron Williams helps us stack the Rams offense. Like I said, we're going to have to overstack the Rams offense if we're going to be unique on this slate. So T, T. Higgins at 8,600, Joe Mixon at 8,400. They're both fine if they fit because after you get past uh, Stafford, Nakua, Tutu, Kyron, uh, it, it gets thin. So if you're playing 20 max or 150 max, it's going to get difficult to um, differentiate your lineups. You're going to have to go with like different one-offs from from the Bengals, and typically when you play a one-off um most people land on one-offs that are cheap so they just want to stack their their they want to build their stack around studs and then bring back a cheap player um so if you can bring back like a t higgins or or something like that that's kind of what we were trying to do with darren waller on a, a slate or two ago uh where if you bring back darren waller you kind of jumble everything up and differentiate yourself and try to keep yourself from being duplicated. You can do the same thing this week instead of bringing back your Tyler Boyd or something like that and uh, stacking all of these expensive Rams. You can flip it, get a cheap Ram in there and then stack T Higgins, Joe Mixon or Jamar Chase, who I neglected to talk about simply because the offense is not operating in a capacity to warrant 11,000 for Jamar Chase. Um, now he is incredible, of course, and even with a backup quarterback, in fact, a backup quarterback might just pepper Jamar Chase more than spreading the ball around. So uh, I would never completely omit Jamar Chase from your builds. He's not someone I'm going to prioritize. His uh, roster percentage is not going to be incredibly high because he's too expensive. So it, it may be a good week to use Jamar Chase as your single run back and really lay into that theory that I was just talking about of um, playing a bunch of Rams and then bringing it back with a very, very expensive player in Jamar Chase. And he, and he could be played by himself, whether Joe Burrow's uh, in and unhealthy or whether we get Jake Browning um I'm totally fine with playing Jamar Chase just by himself. Uh, not not in captain, though. I won't have any Cincinnati players recommended at captain for this week. So Joe Mixon, I, I already touched on, is fine for a bring back, right? So he's going to be plenty involved in the game. 2-2 Atwell at 7,000 is just kind of a um, 
just kind of a steal kind of makes everything fit right. And especially since, so uh, Tyler Higby is at 6,200 and Tyler Higby's usage is nowhere near what Tutu Atwell has been. So I don't see my, I don't see how I would land on Tyler Higby on this slate with Tutu Atwell just a bit higher and his uh, roster percentage not being too terribly egregious. Uh, I mean, if you can fit Matt Stafford in the, and captain with Nakua, Tutu, and Kyron, and still have some money to to pay up for one of those uh, Bengals players we're excited about, then um, absolutely. And, and we'll build lineups around that in just a moment. That brings us down to the Tyler Boyd conversation at 5,200. So Tyler Boyd is somebody that you could bring back, but that's going to be your that's going to be your typical build. I bet you when we get to building here in just a second, the money that we have remaining is going to be enough for pretty much like a Tyler Boyd and a punt after we stack those four uh, ramps that we, we really want to stack. So it's going to be really popular to do that. That means that you're going to have to swap one of the popular ramps players with a uh, an expensive Bengals player. And then you're going to have to go down to like a, a Van Jefferson or something like that. And Van Jefferson's involvement has been um, odd to start the season. I, I would not have expected him to have lost a starting role to both Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell, but um, we've beat that dead horse enough. I mean, we're going into week three and I'm starting to trust those guys. So uh, Van Jefferson is fine in large field tournaments because like I said, you're kind of going to have to do that to build lineups that uh, that are unique from the field. Go down to Van Jefferson, still do your Ram stack, pay up for a for a T Higgins or a Joe Mixon or something like that. Now you've got the two running backs with Joe Mixon. You've got Travion Williams, and then we'll get down to Chase Brown in a moment, or uh, sorry, Chris Evans in a moment. But um, neither of them are have been a, a, as involved as we would have thought when we were uh, deep into best ball season. So it's not super exciting, especially since Travion Williams is 3,800. Um, there's just not a lot of reason to go there. If you go down a bit, you've got Benjamin Skoranek at uh, 600, and then you've got Chris Evans at at 200. I mean, there's not a ton of pump plays, but it's fine because we have so many mid-range options that we're comfortable with. Now, let's touch on the non-Joe Joe Burrow offense. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't change much, so if Joe Burrow is uh, deemed out, then uh, we're, we're going with the same the same theory. There are instances in which uh, you would play uh, heavily. Like one of my most successful slates ever was a uh, Cooper rush slate when he was playing for Dak Prescott against the Vikings. So there are instances in which the cheap um, backup quarterback that becomes a starter late in the week ends up turning the tides. Uh, however, DraftKings kind of ruined that for us at putting Jake Browning at eight, 8,000 instead of uh, the $6,000 that you usually see for a backup quarterback. So he's already too expensive to even it. Like it's not worth it. You don't, you don't save enough money by completely flipping your game plan and going to a uh, heavy Cincinnati night just because uh, Joe Burrow's out and the, the backup's going to play. He's, he's just too expensive. So uh, there are two, there are two different, you know, universes to consider Joe Burrow in and Joe Burrow out, but it's not going to change how we build our lineups too terribly much. Um, as a Joe Burrow fan, I hope he comes out and just looks incredible and looks like himself. But uh, I don't believe that there's anything that you can point to 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 say that that's go that's going to happen. And Zach Taylor's not looking great either, by the way. So uh, it's not all Joe Burrow and his um, 
it's not all Joe Burrow and his calf. Uh, Zach Taylor's not calling great games, not seeing the field well either. So it's not, it, there's just not a ton of reasons to invest in Cincinnati. We just have to figure out how we can be unique about stacking these, um, these ramps. And Matthew Stafford's a great, great place to start. So let's get into building some lineups because Matthew Stafford at captain is going to let us do a lot. And not only will it let us do a lot, but um, his, his captain roster percentage is going to be much lower than Puka Nakua's. So let's throw Puka Nakua in. I mean, he's going to be in every build unless you're specifically trying to differentiate. And if you're going to differentiate by excluding Puka Nakua, then you're going to want to go with like a Van Jefferson or something like that. Someone who directly can negatively correlate to Puka Nakua. I also want Kyron Williams and we'll also start with Tutu Atwell and we'll just see what we've got left. This is where we were talking about. We probably have like Tyler Boyd in a punt. Let's just go ahead click Tyler Boyd and I'll show you what most of the field's going to want to do. Um, so if you want to run a five by one, this is beautiful. I mean, there's only a hundred dollars left, but um, your, your prototypical five by one is stacking all the studs uh, from the winning team. And then one bring back and include the defense, which is going to be uh, the defense is going to be in the optimal lineup for an onslaught over 50% of the time. I don't know what the exact number is. So let's go ahead and uh, so that that's going to be a popular build there. But um, in in smaller fields, in smaller fields, you can always go with an onslaught and feel good about it. Even if there's only one hundred dollars on the table, even if it seems kind of chalky, only like 10 percent of the field is ever going to be uh, rostering an onslaught anyway. So if you really like a five by one, you've got the defense involved. You can just go ahead and submit it and feel like you're probably not going to get duped. But now we have the instance where. We don't want to just do exactly what the field is going to do and play Tyler Boyd in the defense here. So we're going to have to take one of these guys out. For me, we're going to go ahead and take out Kyron Williams. And we're going to insert um, something like T. Higgins. And then now we can come down to something like a Van Jefferson. And that leaves us with 4,700. And 4,700 gets us a kicker. I like either kicker in this game. Either kicker is fine, especially with the low total. Um, either. Either defense, I guess, technically works. You're not going to want to go with the Bengals with Matt Stafford at captain and, unless it's just extremely large field and you're playing 150 max and you decide not to omit that rule just to get crazy. That's totally fine, too. So here's a lineup in which you can heavily stack Matthew Stafford with his, with his three starting receivers, bring it back with T. Higgins. You could also bring it back with Jim Mixon, I'm sure. And if you do that, you are going to yeah, still have enough for either kicker. So, you know, Mixon and, and McPherson uh, to go. So Matthew Stafford, Captain, Puka Nakua, Joe Mixon, Tutu Atwell, Van Jefferson, and Evan McPherson. So those are a few ways you can do it. I guess we can do a Puka Nakua lineup since we have time and we're excited about him. Um, actually, you know what? Let's let's do a Kyron Williams captain because I feel like that's a solid angle for this one with so much excitement around Puka Nakua and um, Tutu Atwell. But if you're going to go Kyron Williams at captain, you're going to want to do like max one on his uh, receivers. So we'll just start Puka Nakua and then eat that chalk. And then we'll do um, like uh, maybe Rams defense. And how much money do we have to work with now? Uh, T Higgins, and that's going to leave us with 4,300. We're not going to do both kickers, maybe a Travion Williams you could throw in there, but it gets really, really thin once you get under that 4,000 price range. So not a ton that you're excited about doing here. Um, I guess technically you could go Evan McPherson since it is a low total and go Kyron Williams at captain Matthew Stafford, Puka Nakua, Rams, T Higgins, and Evan McPherson. I personally don't like playing the opposing 
um, kicker to my defense just because it feels disgusting for those points to correlate negatively. But um, it doesn't actually tend to matter if you look back at it. It just feels gross. Uh, With your defense, you're looking for turnovers and touchdowns. So the the points that you get from holding an offense to a low total is – actually should not factor too heavily into your consideration. It just feels disgusting when you're top of the leaderboards and then uh, your kicker hits a long field goal. You feel good about it, but your your position doesn't move because uh, your defense just lost points. Either way, this, this is a solid lineup. Um, you're going to want to get a little gross on this 43.5 uh, point over under. So that's going to do it for today for this uh, showdown coverage brought to you by sharpfootballanalysis.com. Make sure you use promo code ANGLES to get your subscription, and we will catch you all next week. Peace.